if God had wanted them to have get married and have children, would he have made it so that they could do it together without having to go outside of their homosexuality? You know what? I'm not comfortable having these type of religious conversations at all. Why not? You're a uh, Christian. And I love the Lord, but I won't be demeaned in any type of way. Welcome to The Father's State. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. The Father's State is on Patreon, so click on the Patreon link and support our work. Thank you so much in advance. I do appreciate it. Today I have with me Jay Lamar, and Jay Lamar is a certified executive matchmaker and dating coach with his company, We Find Him. Welcome, Jay Lamar. Thank you for having me. I appreciate Thank you so you much. Coming, man. Thank you for having me. So, what? How did you be? What is a certified executive matchmaker? Well, I had to take some courses to become a certified matchmaker, um, but the title matchmaker just wasn't enough for me. Um, so I threw an executive in front of it because not only am I a matchmaker, but I am also the CEO of my company, We Find Him. So, executive matchmaker just has a better ring to it, <laughs> and then also, you know. A lot of the people that we match in the beginning stages of our business were like executives. So oh, it was okay. only fitting that I just become an executive myself. And so you went to school to learn to be a matchmaker? So it was like a three-month program, um, online program that I had to take to become mm. a certified matchmaker. Yeah. And so what do they tell you to look for in a, when you're taking a class? Mm -hmm. What do they tell you to look for in order to match, put people together? So you know what? They, they talk a lot about matrix, like the different matrix, matrix that you can use to match people. So one of them being like personality tests, um, a lot of them being like certain questions to ask, uh, body language and stuff like that when you interview people and they talk about the things that they're looking for in a oh, partner. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And your company is called We Find Him. Yep, We Find Him. Is that an abbreviation for something? Mm -mm. Well, Him is. Uh, him stands for Honest Intelligent Men. Oh, okay. So we find honest, intelligent men to match you with. Oh, yeah. okay. Amazing. So what made you decide to be a match? Maker and a dating coach. Yeah, you teach people first. You teach people how to date, mm -hmm. and then I match them. <laughs> <laughs> what are the key uh, three keys to successful dating? Communication, honesty, and patience. I feel like right now in the dating world, everybody wants to date and they want to be in a relationship so fast that they forget that you have to take your time and really get to know somebody to see if that person is really who you want them to be and also see if you're a match for that person. I feel like we're in that microwave generation to where a lot of people want things quick, fast, and easy. It's yeah. because we're used to getting things quick, fast, and easy. What does a common person look for in another person? The uh, average person look for in another person? I think uh, nowadays it's more so about finances. A lot of people, you know, a lot of my clients, when at the intro conversations, I ask them what they're looking for. A lot of them say somebody that's financially stable. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. They're looking for finance. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Somebody that's financially stable, yeah. Um, so before I get all into are you a Christian? Yes, I am. I love the Lord. You, oh, mm -hmm. you're a Christian? Yes. Mm -hmm. And what does it mean to be a Christian? To me, it just means to love God and love God's people uh, and yeah. love all people. You love all people? Mm-hmm. And, and why? Because, I mean, in the Bible it talks about, it speaks about love. And I just, I'm, I am personally one of those people that love all people. Okay. I'm far from judgmental. You know, I don't, I don't want to be judged until it's judgment day. And so I love all people. 
And how long have you been a Christian? Uh, uh, my walk with Christ started when I was 12 years old. Really? Mm -hmm. I've always been church. Yeah, I always been church boy. I grew up in a church, Um, but my mom always said, you know, I'll I'll take you guys to church, but you're gonna have to find Christ for yourself. And so I remember at 12 years old, you know, going through a lot of different situations in school with being bullied and stuff like that. I would wonder, like at night, my mom would say, "Say your prayers and, and tell God what you want." And at 12 years old, you know. I seen him start to answer some of the prayers that I asked them, and oh, okay. then I got baptized at twelve. So amazing! Mm-hmm. And were you raised by your father and mother? Yeah, mm-hmm. my father left us when we were about like eleven or twelve. What was it like for you when he left? It was a void in the household because my dad was like such a good dad. Yeah, and you know, um, addiction is, is one crazy situation. Um, so you know, after. Years of battling addiction, you know, he it kind of took him over for a little while. And, you know, I lost my father in November. He inspired? Uh, yeah. Oh, he did? This past November. And, um, you know, I always said, even, you know, on his deathbed, I just said, we, I wish we had more time. I wish we could make up for the time that lost. Yeah. So once he left, you felt that void? I felt that void when he left when I was 11 or 12, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And did you become, did you hook up with him later? Did you get to know each other later? Well, you know, he... He was always like in and out. He would come around for like a month or two, and then we wouldn't see him for like six months, and he would oh, come okay. back around. So we never lost like complete contact with our dad. Um, it was just he wasn't like a permanent figure right. in our day to day lives like he was growing up. And were you able, when he would come around, were you able to talk to him about your issues with, so he could help you deal with them? The, bull, the bullying and all that that you're going through? No. Mm-mm. You were not able to. And why not when he was around? You know what? I think that we just more so focused on like the moment, what was going on in the moment, where we, where he was taking us as kids oh, in that moment. You know, whether it was he loved the racetrack, so if he took us to the racetrack, you know, we were just enjoying that moment with him at the racetrack. Oh, I got not you. really getting too deep, not dealing with your issues mm-hmm. and things like that. Yeah, I mean, do you wish you had done that now? I do, yeah. but I know my dad. My dad was a protector, so you know his first response was would have been like, "What do you want me to do? How do you want me to fix it?" That was good. Mm-hmm. So when you became a Christian at 11, you say 11, right? 12 was when 12. I got baptized. And so becoming a Christian, did it fulfill the void that you had for your father? In some regards, um, I felt like the emotional aspects and my spiritual aspects like kind of aligned. And, you know, I found myself in the moments where I would miss my dad. I would just pray about it a lot. Um, and we were extremely blessed. Like, my mom is absolutely phenomenal. So we never, like, wanted or anything. Or, like, I never felt a, a physical void of him not being there. It's just that I just wanted my dad there. My mom yeah. did a great job of, like, stepping in and, and, and allowing us to not miss miss out on certain things. Um, but, you know, we were, you know, 11 or 12. So we kind of right. had already had our dad in our lives. So um, we missed him. But my mom did a good job of just making sure that, you know, we were okay. When your mother were, were, at times when your mother would impose her will on you mm-hmm. or not be patient with you as a kid, how mm-hmm. did you deal with that? I don't know. My mom was very patient. She had cancer, so she was, like, full of emotion. Um, so she was, like, very patient. Um, and you it never was, got angry or anything? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you, she raised four boys. So, of course, we breaking stuff around the house. My mom was crazy because she had white furniture and she had four boys. Uh, so, and then she had crystals everywhere. So we would break stuff all the time. Um, but I mean, I mean, of course, like any other parent, you know, we got fussed at, you know, for not taking out the trash and 
And uh, my mom was really big on building a, her boys to be men and work ethic. You know, we lived on like a, a half acre of land. So, you know, when she came home at 2.30, you know, we better have been outside cleaning up the yard or making sure the house was clean and stuff like that. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So you have four, she, your, your father and your mother had all boys? All boys. Mm-hmm. Real men made boys first, huh? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> all boys, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, so are you married and have children or how's that going? Not yet. I'm single, and which is always interesting. People say, how's the matchmaker single? Um, in my 20s, I was engaged twice. So I know what it feels like to be in a committed partnership. I just haven't made it down the aisle yet, but it's coming in due time. And why do you marry one of those times? Um, you know what? Infidelity, just a lot of, you know, I was young and I wasn't the one that cheated. Um, those two are the ones that cheated, but it was just, I feel like I was so young and I'm glad I didn't get married um, because the divorce is expensive. Um, so the girls cheated on you? Mm-hmm. They were guys. Yeah, <laughs> they were guys. what? They were guys. You you engaged to guys? Mm-hmm. Are you serious? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. And they cheated on you? Yeah. What mm-hmm. was it like for you when they cheated on you? You know, it was heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. It was. At such a young age, I didn't understand why. I thought When you were... asked them, what did they say? Uh, well, one of the guys told me he knew that I loved him more than I loved myself. And so that was like a life-changing moment for me when I realized that there was a lot of self-work that I had to do. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Amazing. And so do you wish to be married one day and have children? Yeah, yeah, definitely yeah. one day. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I've been so career-focused for the past, like, six or seven years that I definitely would like, you know, partnership. And I love kids, so I definitely want kids one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. You're from, you're from Ohio. Cleveland, right? Ohio. Oh, yeah. Born and raised. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're looking for a person... What are you looking for in the person? Um, to me, great personality. Uh, somebody that is, you know, knows what they want out of life and is actively pursuing what they want out of life. Um, I love good, honest human beings. Uh, so it's very attractive to be around somebody that is good to not only me, but other people. Right. So, so in your dating service, mm-hmm. it's called For Him? We Find Him. We Find Him. So. Mm-hmm. You you match men up together. I match men and women. Mm-hmm. Men and women. Yes. Two women or, or, or male and female. Whoever, everybody. Do you get both? Yes. Uh, all kind of coming to you. Oh yes, yes. When we first launched, launched our company, um, we launched in Atlanta in 2015, and when we launched in Atlanta in 2015, we had about 125 men and women um, that were in the room, and literally from that day, probably we matched about 20 people that night. Um, so, yeah, we've been just growing and growing since right. then. Mm-hmm. So you match two men, two women, a man, man and a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, are you surprised that men and women come to you looking for men and women, straight men and straight women? Uh, no. Yeah. no. And why are you not surprised by that? I think because it's all about, you know, who I am and what I represent. You know, I represent love is love um, and that no matter who you are, what you are, you deserve some form of love. And how would you define love? Love is a feeling um, and an emotion that makes you feel great, and it makes you feel like you're worthy. And so, is it a fake thing, or is it real? It's real. Love Why real. doesn't it stay with you if it's real? As far as in a person? Yeah. I don't, I, think you, I don't think you can control that. I feel like if it's meant to be, it will be. Um, but just because somebody does something to you does not mean they didn't love you. Really? hmm So, have you ever been in love with someone? Yeah. And then once you got with them, it changed? I think 
the emotional aspect of like being in love with them may have changed, but as far as like my love and care for them, that didn't change. And I think there's a difference that people need to understand. So being in love is fake? No, being in love is real. But why did that change? I think it, depending on what the person, you know, how you guys are matched together or, or how the vibe is, the vibe can change and the energy can change. There may be something that person does to you to make you realize, like, I'm not in love with this person anymore, but I still care about them. Are you surprised that straight men and women don't have a problem with your service? Because you put men together and women, mm. women on women? No, I'm not surprised. And, and why not? I think, like I said before, it's all about your aura and who you are. I think because I'm such a great person, I like to think I'm a great person, uh, that, you know, they know that what I'm doing is honest and it's great. And, you know, like I said, love is love. It's for everybody. Are you surprised that two men would want to get, do, get married and all that kind of stuff? No, I'm not surprised. You're not? And why aren't you surprised at that? Because I feel like everybody deserves love. But for two men or two women to get married, it's not real. It's like a made-up idea. Is it? Right. No, I don't think that. But real man, a real marriage between a male and female, mm-hmm. right? That's the real deal. Everything so, what's your de- what is your definition of mar- of what is your definition of marriage? Uh, if between a man and a woman, mm-hmm. so, and they do it under the umbrella of God, okay. male and female, right? Everything else is like a false imitation of the real thing. Mm-hmm. As a Christian, you know that, right? No. You don't know that? No, because I believe that in the Bible that I read, the New Testament that I read, uh, love is love, and God is love. So why can't two people of the same sex love each other? But that kind of love is not real. It's not the real. It's based on sex. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Based on, like, the sexual interaction? Yeah. I don't think so. Why why don't you think so? Because, I mean, even for the people that I match, primarily the conversation isn't about sex. The conversation more so is about the mind, the interaction, the vibe, not necessarily a sexual interaction. So when you you think that when people get together, mm-hmm. they're thinking about each other's mind? I think that when you think about something long-term, you can't have sex any and everywhere, so there has to be something additional to the relationship outside of sex. Even with, uh, uh, whenever I dated a woman, mm-hmm. I didn't think about her mind. <laughs> I was thinking about sex. The whole time? We'll deal with the mind later. Uh-huh. But the, what drew me to her was the sex. My type of woman, mm-hmm. I can have sex with this woman. I didn't care about the mind. Really? When did people start caring about the mind? I think that they should when you think about marriage. When so you think when, about uh, like for a commitment forever. Were you married to the woman that you thought about? No, because it was just about sex. So when I look at a woman, you think I'm thinking, wow, I wonder what her mind is like. Yeah, don't you think about the empire that you can build together? The, the Maybe later down the road, if mm-hmm. I wasn't, you know, we do our thing, if I decide I want to marry So you're saying the initial... The initial thing is about sex. About, mm. Isn't that true? I don't think that is for everybody. Really? Yeah, I think at a certain age, I feel like if you've had enough sex at a certain age, that's not the first thing you think about when you meet somebody. What is the first thing you think about? Like, for some people, it is. <laughs> like, what, what can this person offer me? What can I offer this person? As long as taking care of her? Even if it's beyond taking care of her, what can you build together? When you uh, put you put men together, women, and all that, mm-hmm. what what type of clients do you? Uh, what's the difference between black men getting together and white men getting together? Mm-hmm. Is there a difference between the two races? How they see things? How they think? 
No, I don't think so. I think that in LA, what I find interesting though is a lot of um, like a lot of the beautiful black women that I talk to. You know, it's very hard for them to find love from a black man in LA. Yeah, I feel like. Um, a lot of black men in L.A. I went to a panel discussion um, last year, and one of the black men spoke about why it's easier for him to date a woman um, of a different race. Right. And he was saying that women of different races seem to be more approachable than black women. And I had this conversation with a lot of my, my female friends, and they're like, you know, it depends on where you're at. In L.A., um, black men have that mentality, but if you go to like a Charlotte, if you go to in Atlanta, you go to a Miami, you know, black men are more aggressive there. Here, they're not as aggressive. A yeah, lot of women think. that's true. Mm-hmm. What, uh, what was that guy reason for dating outside of his race? Do you um, remember what he said? Oh, he said specifically that the women that approach him, they approach him. He doesn't approach women. So if he's in a club and he's standing there and he makes eye contact with a woman of a of a different ethnicity that's not black, you know, she'll walk up and approach him. But if it's a black woman, it's more like a, you know, they're exchanging looks and nobody's really budging. Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's funny. Which I find that to be very interesting. Yeah, that is. One of the reasons that black men leave or don't date black women, especially here or big cities, is because black women are like bitches now. What? Yeah, and, and, and the men don't know how to deal with that because mm-hmm. they never dealt with their mothers in the right way. Mm-hmm. And now these black women are becoming educated, and the more educated they are, the more of a bitch they become. Oh, my goodness. And the guys just don't want to be bothered with that. Have you noticed that? No, not necessarily. I feel like the You more, haven't noticed that they become bitches? No, I feel like the more educated they become, the, the more, more of a bitch they are. <laughs> no, the more value. To me, the more valuable they are in the relationship. In what way? They can add to the household. Add yeah. hell, more hell. <laughs> are you are you married? No. I see why. <laughs> <laughs> I know because I've noticed that women with degrees don't make for good wives and good mothers. That's what I always tell guys: don't marry a woman with a degree. She's a bitch. You you would tell somebody that? I tell them that all the time. I am completely one hundred percent appalled, and I do not agree with that one bit. Why I feel not? Like, because I feel like a woman with a degree can add so much value to being a mother and being a wife. Because what can she add to the household? With that degree, she can add income. With that degree, she can add responsibility. With that degree, she can take some of those burdens off of your back and put those on her back. But with that degree, I don't want her to take any of that off me. Mm-hmm. I want her to be my wife, have my children, watch over my children when I'm out providing. Mm-hmm. I want her to be a woman. Not to take anything away from me. So wait a minute. Women don't... So in your mindset, women don't... Shouldn't be educated? Right. What about your no. daughter? What about daughters? What about... If they plan on becoming a wife and a mother, they shouldn't be educated. So they, but if they're never going to get married, they just want to... They got to take care of themselves. I have no problem with that. But in order to be a good wife and a mother, they because it builds their ego, they start to feel like they are better than the male. What year are you in? It's 2021. These women are out here being mothers, wives, I know, that's judges, why lawyers. No, a lot of them are married. Yeah, but the man is a beta. Beta. <laughs> <laughs> what is a beta man? One that can't deal with a woman in the right way, his wife, or mm-hmm. stay home and let the woman go to work, can't speak up for himself, and be an independent person, love what's right. And do the right thing. So do you think that men can't be stay-at-home fathers? Do you think that's something against that? Any man that's stay-at-home father is mm-hmm. a beta male. Really? He's, he's really? a woman. Really? Yeah. 
You're not supposed to switch roles like that. Mm -hmm. That's abnormal. Why is it abnormal if, if, if the wife is like a, a Supreme Court justice and she's, you know, the household is taken care of, but she needs somebody in there helping with the children and stuff like she that? She needs to be in there. It's a God-given role for her to be there. Really? Being a Christian, you agree to that, right? No, absolutely not. Why not? Because what about women pastors? I have several women. My aunt is one of my favorite pastors. <laughs> no. Don't tell them. <laughs> don't, don't say that out loud. <laughs> women can't be pastors? Uh-uh. Why? Because it's not in their nature to lead. Women were created to follow. Men wow. were created to lead. Wow. Have you noticed that? In 2021? Yeah. Look how messed up everything. Anytime the woman takes over, the world goes to hell in a handbasket. What it, what, what, what look happened? at the children. When the father leaves at home, the kids become bastard cases that, because the mother doesn't have it in her to lead them. That, have you noticed that? Absolutely not. That, that absolutely not. When my dad left the household, my brothers and I are very successful men and do very well for ourselves. And my mother did a great job leading us into becoming great men. But having things doesn't make you a man. What make, having what doesn't make you a man? Things. Absolutely not. It's, it's the way you carry yourself. What, being what successful you, doesn't make you a man. It's the way you carry yourself. It's, it's the way you handle business. It's the way you, you, the world perceives you. It's the way that you perceive yourself. It's the energy that you give. There are several things that make you a man. No, what makes you a man is to become, to return to the Father and become a son of God. That's what makes you a man. That doesn't stop. I know, but you're, you're, you're developing into a man, and your character is based on the principles of God. And nothing else. So you think that when you get to the gates of heaven, do you honestly think that God is going to say, you're not a man, you're not a man, you're not a man, you're not a man, get out? Absolutely. He ain't going to let you in. He won't have to say get out. He's not going to let you in. He won't open the gate. That's crazy. But, God, I serve, going to let me in. Do you hook up Christian people too, together? Absolutely. Everybody. Yeah. Muslims, everybody. Really? Yeah. Um, and they don't question the fact that you put two men together. What happens in a man's mind? Because you're executive matchmaker, mm -hmm. right? What happens in a man's mind? I know that we all born in sin, mm -hmm. so we got this mess to clean up, right? Mm -hmm. We get into, as a result of being born in sin, we get into trying to find peace. Mm -hmm. So we get into all kind of mess. And in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, it was an embarrassment to be in your mess. You would never promote it as good. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't tell anyone about it. You'd go to God to overcome it, right? What happened to men that they are taking their mess and promoting it as good? What what happened to a mindset like that? Look, what what are you what are you what are you saying is mess? Like when two men want to get together as a mm -hmm. husband and a wife, when two less lesbian want to get together as a husband and wife. That's not where mess. did the shame go that these people are promoting a sin as though it's a good black people used to be embarrassed by that. White people used to be at one point. Where did the shame go? Where They're not they? embarrassed anymore, you think? Some are. Some mm -hmm. are not. Mm -hmm. But a lot are. So what, what I, th I, think, I think we... In we, the mindset of the male, what happened that they think it's okay to promote that? I think that we're in a time where you just mind your own business. Meaning and what? You, you focus on what makes you happy, the love that makes you happy, the things that you want to do in life, and not worry about the next person. I think that that's where we are in life. Not worrying about who or what. I don't care who you sleep with. Right. I don't care who, who you're laying next to at night. I don't care. I know, but it's not about, it's not necessarily about what others think about it, right? Mm -hmm. In the good old days, it used to be about what 
the person thought about it. They knew that they were wrong, that they had an issue, right? Mm -hmm. And they would quietly overcome that issue rather than promoting it as a good. You know what? As long as the person is good, I think that's all that should matter. Do you recommend to your client that they have sex before marriage? I feel like as adults, um, I don't feel like nobody's came to me yet that's a virgin. Really? Um, so I feel like for me, I always promote getting to know the person before you engage in any type of sexual aspect. Because sex can complicate it will. a relationship. You don't really know who you're with. Once you have sex with them, you lose reality of who that person is. That's a possibility. And also, I feel like it can distract you from a lot of things when you have sex with somebody too yeah. prematurely. Have you ever matched up a couple mm -hmm. and they lasted, they, got, they dated, they got married? So we have a couple right now that we matched that's been together about three and a half years. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, what age group you you normally deal with? Oh, wow. So from 25, my oldest client was 63. Whoa. Yeah. What the? Based, based out of New York. Yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with people that they can't find their own date? You I know, don't, I don't, I don't when think... I was growing up, mm -hmm. getting, we didn't have computers and online and all that. Getting a date was nothing. Where did they lose that where they can't find their own date and they need someone else to do it for them? I don't think it's anything wrong with people. I think it's just the times that we're in. People are a lot more busier. There's a lot more going on. So people need a lot more help. You know, they get help. They get their groceries delivered. They get, you know, packages delivered. They don't have to go to the store. So why not make love as easy and accessible to them? Oh, I see. Mm -hmm. So they're busy today, so they don't have time to go hang out and have fun and relax yeah. and just meet someone. Some people are just so career focused, you know, thinking about like, like for me, when I go to the grocery store, I'm not at the grocery store worrying about who next to me. I'm at the grocery store like to accomplish the goal of getting oh. groceries and going home. <laughs> oh yeah. And I think a lot of people think that way. When they go somewhere, it's, they're not consciously thinking about who's around them and who they can oh, you know, fall in love with. It's that like, makes sense. Because when I was growing up, life was a little slower. So yes. you had time to reflect. Mm -hmm. You're not like just racing in your head trying to get it done. Mm -hmm. What um what are some of the nightmares of that you ran into putting people together? Uh, I think that some of the stumbling blocks um, that a lot of people face is like long distance dating. People thinking that they are equipped to long distance date. Yeah. And you know, a lot of people, you know, can't. A lot of people want that person like accessible. You know, that person twenty, thirty minutes away, that person not too far. Oh, I see. Do you try to warn them in advance, hey, this person a little too far away? I would suggest you let me find somebody local for you. Yeah, so we talk about whether or not you can handle or deal with, you know, long distance dating because it's a big responsibility. Yeah, it is. You know, have you dated somebody long distance? Yeah, it's a mess. From where, where, from where to where? Here to New York. And it that's doesn't a big, work. Why didn't it work for y'all? I have time. And the women want a lot of attention. Yeah. You know how women are, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. They want the world to rotate around them. And why you didn't make the world rotate around them? Ain't that what you're supposed to do as a man? Uh-uh. Why? Because she, she was no longer my God. Mm -hmm. And so when women stop being your God, you know, make the world rotate around you, you bring them into your world. She wasn't the right one. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me, tell us, what, do you, what are some of the things you do to... To match people, mm -hmm. what, what are some of the steps? So one of the first things we do is a questionnaire, a basic uh, consultation questionnaire, just asking you exactly who you are, what are you looking for, how can we be of service. After that, and you decide you pick one of our packages, we more so 
mix life coaching with dating coaching. So we want to figure out, you know, what's going on with you? What are some issues with you that we can help you pan out so it can better your dating life? We don't just want to jump into the dating conversation. Oh, let's match you with somebody. It's more so like, what's going on with you? You know, how can we help you get your life in order so that when that perfect person comes, you're good, you're ready to go, your mind is right, your life is right, you're ready to date. Oh, I see. So you help deal with their issues too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm a certified life coach as well. Oh, I see. Yeah. So you can get right. So when they do meet someone, they don't screw it up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I noticed that women today are sluts and men are slut makers. Let's say I walked in your office and I'm saying, hey, Jay Lamar, I'm looking for a slut. Would you find me a slut? I don't even know what a slut is. <laughs> do you know what a slut maker is? What, no, what's a slut maker? You never heard those terms? I've never heard those terms. A slut is a woman that has sex with a man before marriage. Mm -hmm. And what's okay. and a slut maker is a man that has sex with a woman before marriage. Why are they sluts? Why are they just not people who just <laughs> have sex? <laughs> <laughs> because they're not married. And that makes them a slut? Yeah. Were you a slut or are you a slut? I was a slut maker, like, not going on. Oh, are you a slut now? No. <laughs> I clean my house up. Okay. Are you a slut maker? No. no. Were you ever a slut maker? I don't even know what that is. I would never classify myself with using those terms. Why not? Because I'm not with those people. You were never a slut maker? I don't even know what that is. So you never had sex out of wedlock? I don't even know. You don't know if you had? Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm -mm. But how are you going to help somebody if you don't know you have? I, I, would, but, I would never use that term to describe anybody. So you don't judge, right? I don't. That's so if I different. came in your office and said, hey, Jay Lamar, I'm looking for a slut, you wouldn't judge me, right? I wouldn't even know what a slut is. That word doesn't exist in my vocabulary. But would you find me one? I don't even know what that is. I can't find But you if one. I told you what it, what it is, would you find me a slut? No. Why not? You're judging me. No, I don't know what that is. So I wouldn't be able to find you that. I want a woman that would have sex with more than one. Oh, well, you can go find that yourself, right? You wouldn't find me a slut? No. What? I'm finding people to fall in love with. What? I'm, falling people, I'm finding people for you to fall in love with. So are you, like, selective in the kind of people that you help? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We have to be. And why is that? Because there are certain things, like when we do the consultations, if we see, like, there are certain issues that really are far beyond, like, life coaching issues or dating coaching issues, we can refer you to, like, a therapist or somebody else to talk to because sometimes for some people it really is a mental thing they have to get past and I'm not a mental health therapist but I know like really great mental health therapists that can get you on the right direction. So a life coach tell people how to live daily life? Just give more so encouragement, motivation, instruction. Give me an example of what you mean. So for example if you came to me and you said you know what I really 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 want to figure out how to have better communication with people. I can talk to you about how to have better communication with oh, people, how to be more patient, how to use better words, like not to use like slut and <laughs> slut maker and just use words like people that like to have sex with other people. Oh, really? Yeah. But if I did that, I wouldn't be myself. Mm. I would be what you taught me to be. No, I'm more so guiding you on a better way to correspond and talk to people, so not changing who you are. Do you have a life coach as well? I have a therapist. You do? Mm -hmm. And does that therapist teach you how to live life? They give me great insight um, on emotion and feelings. And, you know, uh, they don't dictate what I should do, but they give great insight on how to handle situations better. And are you an emotional person? Uh, no, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I'm an emotional person. Okay. What do you think of online dating? Do you support that? Absolutely. Uh, but it's like, 
you know, I, I deal with some guys and they go online dating, mm -hmm. right? It's like ordering a woman online. It ain't like no order, ain't no shipping and handling included. But you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you go online and you go down this list like you ordered a meal, right? And you order, oh, I like this meal. Isn't online dating like ordering a woman online? Online dating allows you to filter through the dating process without sometimes the headache of investing in meeting people and then figuring out that you guys don't have anything in common. With online dating, you have the, the option to really like narrow your search down. So I don't know if you're on any, are you on any dating apps? No. So they have dating apps. I would never do that. So they have dating apps for people that want to do that, like Tinder. And you can open up your Tinder and say, you know what, I only want to date maybe people that uh, uh, love the movie Love and Basketball. I only want to date people that are, you know, between the heights of like 5'9 and 5'11. You can narrow your searches down. Or something more specific, you know, I only want to date somebody that's an entrepreneur or creative. So it allows you to have, find common interests in people without having to kind of dig through the dating pool and like, a physical aspect. Man, things have changed. Let me ask, um, would you hook up drag queens too? If they looking for, if they're looking for love, absolutely. Have you ever done that? No, I haven't. Mm -mm. And why not? They, I haven't had one yet, but if I, I would be very open to it. So if a drag queen walked in and said, hey, Jay Lamar, I'm looking for another drag queen, mm -hmm. you would find a drag queen? Yeah. <laughs> if RuPaul walked in and asked me to match him up, I would. With another drag queen? With whoever RuPaul wanted to be with. Really? Yes. Is there anything you wouldn't do other than find me a slap? Mm -hmm. Is there anything you wouldn't do? Yeah, there are things that I wouldn't do, you know? Like, I would, I'm not going to find you a slut. I'm not a madame. I'm not a, per, a pimp or anything like that. So <laughs> I wouldn't do those so things. So if, if someone walked into your office... So you do discriminate then, right? Because there's something you will not fire for other people. I don't think it's discrimination. I think it's just making your choice not to deal with something like that. But that's discrimination. I don't think it's because discrimination. if you don't discriminate, you have no. You wouldn't make that decision at all. I think you just give the person what they want. No, our business is about finding love. So if you, but to them that might be love. I don't think that that's defined as love. To them, it might not. Oh, and then, then we maybe need to sit down and have a coaching session. Like maybe I wish I would have met you when you were in your, your 20 and 20s and 30s when you were slut making. Yeah. I would have had a conversation with you about, okay, well, let's cut down on the slut making <laughs> and figure out what's wrong. What, <laughs> what, I, what I want to ask you today is, mm -hmm. um, what is the purpose of getting married, dating and getting married? Mm -hmm. In 2021, the purpose of getting married and dating is just to build legacy and, and build, you know, a family and happiness for yourself. For some people, um, family and happiness doesn't include marriage and children, um, but for other people it does. So it's all about, you know, a personal preference. Some people just want a life partner. They're at that age where they don't want to get married. Maybe they've been married once or twice before, and they just want a life partner to spend time with. Other people, you know, such as myself, want to invest in one person for the rest of my life. Oh, so marriage is a huge investment. Eternal, I mean, a, a commitment with somebody for the rest of my life is a huge investment. In, my, in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, the purpose they of marriage. Still, boys are still boys and men are still men. And, and men got married mm -hmm. and, and they was to start a family. Mm -hmm. And so now you're saying in today's date, it is to fulfill a loneliness or something or something that's missing. I don't think it's to fulfill a loneliness. I think it's just to achieve something that you want to achieve. 
I want to achieve being a, a great father. That's what I want to achieve. You want a family. Yeah, absolutely. So that would be your reason for getting married. Other than that, mm -hmm. it is to fulfill something that's missing, right? I think that at a certain age, you look at, you analyze life, and you figure out what would make me feel whole, what would make me feel great. And right. for some people, it is family. For some people, it is marriage. That light bulb clicks on for your people that you consider slut makers. At some age, a light bulb came on in your head and said, that isn't fulfilling me any longer. What's going to fulfill me? Maybe it's not having sex with somebody, or maybe it's finding one person to commit to and have sex with for the rest of my life. If someone told you, well, I want you to find me someone because I don't want a family. Mm -hmm. I just need someone with me to fulfill a void, a loneliness, or I don't want to be alone. Would you recommend a person not to get with anyone there? Well, I feel, like, I feel like you do have to put some sort of title on it. Do you just want a life partner? Then, yes, you can find a life. Well, I can help you find a life partner. Uh, what I don't understand, two guys cannot have children, right? Mm -hmm. Or two women can't have children together. Why would they bother getting married? Because it's what they want to do, and that's their business. And they can't have children together. It's been proven. A man can have a baby? No, he can't have a baby. They can have children. How? They can adopt. Surrogacy. There's several options. Do you not watch TV? But that wouldn't be them doing it. It would be they would be going outside of their homosexuality to have a baby, right? To get a baby. If God had wanted them to have get married and have children, would he have made it so that they could do it together without having to go outside of their homosexuality? You know what? I'm not comfortable having these type of religious conversations at all. Why not? You're a uh, Christian. And I love the Lord, but I won't be demeaned in any type of way when it comes to my spirituality or the spirituality of anybody within the LGBTQ community. You don't have a right to judge them. I don't have a right to judge them. It makes me no difference at all who they choose to love. They're great people. I'm a great person. You may be a great person underneath it all. So people are allowed to love and, and honor and take care of what they want. If they want to marry somebody and have children by somebody or with somebody, they can do that. And God will still love them. If you can't see it, that's completely fine and perfect on your behalf. But you are not the creator. You, you are not the end all, the be all. There is, a, there is not a heaven or hell that you can put anybody in. But so you feel offended with the question? It's just a conversation and a demeanor as though it's something negative or something bad, and it's not. It, does it feel like it's something negative by me asking these things? By you say, the way you're saying it is like making it like a negative thing, and it's not a negative thing. If you believe that, that's fine, but you don't have to address it in such a negative way. So my belief that two guys cannot have a child is, is it a false belief? But you're saying for them to go outside of their sexuality. Right. They're still inside their sexuality. They're just going to have, they're just, bring, they're just having a child. What's I know, wrong? but they have to step outside of that. God didn't make that possible. So why wouldn't God have made that possible so let me if ask he you meant something. for them to get married and all that as a man? And as a Christian, why would God have not made that possible for two women or two men not to have to step outside of their homosexuality or les lesbian to have babies? Why would he make it possible for them to stay in that and have, child, have a child or children? People can have children, gay, straight, whoever. They but they to, can't have it. They, they have to have step children. outside to get it. They can have children. But my question is, why wouldn't God have made that possible? Are you leaving?
I am leaving. Don't go. This is an inappropriate conversation. Don't run. And I'm not going to have it. I'm not running. What the? This is an inappropriate conversation. My guest is leaving. I thought we were having fun. It's not fun. It's inappropriate. But you're the matchmaker, man. The executive matchmaker. But I see why you're alone. God bless you. All right, thank you. Amazing. Well, that is over. Thank you all for tuning in, by the way. Um, I just like real talk, you know. If we're going to do this stuff, we need to be honest about it. Um, don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, share. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com. Another guest walked away from me. What the? And he didn't get, we didn't even do the hot seat. At least wait for the hot seat. All right, thank you, folks. That's over. That's a wrap. Take care. watching the fallen state we need your continued support donate to my nonprofit here subscribe and like the videos here and tell everybody and their mama about the show Bye.